alienated in your mind. Alienated in your mind. Hallelujah. When, when somebody is alienated, it simply means it's estranged or it's away or it's a foreigner or it's a stranger. Is that all right? Now, you see, when you move from your country to another country, you become an alien. Are you there with me? Yeah. When you go to another country where you have no citizenship, you are an alien to that country. An alien to any nation do not have rights, legal rights, to certain things. Is that all right? Okay. So now, what am I trying to say this morning to you? Most of us are alien to the God we worship in our minds. Amen. Now turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read just about one verse. Most of us are aliens to God. We are foreigners to God. And so automatically God is a foreigner to us. Hmm? Are you there? Alien or alienate that in your mind. Colossians 1. I'm going to look at verse 21. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now how do you what? Reconciled. What were you? You were what? Alienated. In other words, can I tell you something? God is not far from you. Hallelujah. God is too close. Now you see, the picture we've ever painted is God is up there in heaven. It's so far away. Now we're going to look at scriptures later. You see to what I'm saying. God is so far away. And sometimes you begin to imagine this God. Because it's so far away. And in, in that concept, you see, within your mind, remember, you are alienated from God in your mind. So now, if you want to be close to God, what is going to be the source? Talk to me. Where? In your mind. Did you get that? You are a foreigner to God in your mind. You can become a citizen of God's community in your mind. Everything factors within the mind of man. Hallelujah. Are you there? The word mind, it is passage, actually means deep thoughts. The faculty of the mind or a disposition. But the key thing is deep thoughts, imaginations, understanding. It has to do with a conscious thought and desire. Your mentality. Hallelujah. Mind is simply the faculty of reasoning. Praise the living God. Are you done with me? Are you following this? Alright. Thought, the faculty, mind, or disposition. By implication, exercise, imagination, mind, understanding. The conscious thought and desire. Mentality. The simple word, the mind is a faculty of reasoning. In other words, you are a stranger to God by reason of your thinking. And so, how do we think as people? God is so far away and we are 
very far away from him. Therefore, it's not possible for us to get close enough even to God. Hallelujah. Are you there? All right. Now, if you look at the time, if you look at Romans chapter 1, I think verse 20, number 28, it's going to make you understand. He said, because men could not retain God in their mind, he gave them over to a reprobate mind. Hallelujah. Now, so the key thing is for you to really stay on with God. Look at that. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, in their mind, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Let me explain something to people of God. Every foolish act is lack of God's retention in your mind. Is that okay? <laughs> Amen. See, the proverb said, foolish thought is sin. Have you read it? Come on, come on. Have you read that? Foolish thought, foolish thinking is sin. Simple definition. Foolish thinking. So have you have you sometimes thought foolishly? <laughs> you see, when you think without the aid of the Holy Spirit guiding you to think as God thinks, you're thinking foolishly. And Paul was writing to Timothy and said, Even those of you who were sometimes foolish has the grace of God appeared unto. I mean, what does it mean? The man that is foolish is simply the man that is not in Christ. I was not thinking the thought of Christ. Is that alright? Hallelujah. And, and such a one is alienated from God. What am I trying to make you understand this morning? God is not far from you. Therefore, whatever thing you do, have this consciousness that God is with you. And God is around you. Are you still there with me? Hallelujah. So, the word reprobate is very crucial. It's a miscreant, a person without moral scruples, depraved, immoral perverse, perverted, marked by immorality, deviating from what is considered right, proper, or good. That which is considered right, proper, or good. A man who deviates from those set of values is a reprobate person. How do you become a reprobate mind? Where you don't retain God in your thinking. By implication, before you take an action, find out if God is involved in the action you want to take. Hallelujah. Are we following? Glory to God. See, if you understand what I'm trying to say to you this morning, I promise you a transformation a healing, a deliverance unprecedented that you least expected. Why do I say that? Hear this. The Bible says Joseph prospered in whatever thing he was doing because God was with him. In other words, he was not alienated from God. Hallelujah. He was one with God in his thinking, in his actions, in his activity. He was one with God. Friends, listen to me. The ultimate goal of our being in service is not because of what God can do for us, but that we come to the place where our mind becomes factored within the mind of God. That we bring him back to where he's supposed to be. Flowing through us. Listen, the Bible says, oh, come on. He said, you are the temple of God. I said, no, no. God said, 
Those who separate themselves from all of this, I will walk in them. I will live in them. How does God walk in you? Talk to me. First Corinthians. How does he walk in you? Through your mind, through your thought, through your thinking. Through the flow of his grave, through your life, that even when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. He is walking through you. Let me explain something. God is spirit. Nobody can ever see spirit. Are you there with me? But God is real. The, the fact that you don't see spirit doesn't mean it's absent. God is so real that he can only express himself through an agency called man. Are you there with me? Now if you don't know this, you'll be, you'll be deprived of the value of your redemption. To the point that you can't even live the life God intends you to live. Let me explain this. You are not a normal person. Can I hear an amen to that? <laughs> when I say you are not normal, you should understand. You can't be in God and be normal. To the natural man. Once you are in God, you become abnormal. Because your thinking is different. Your attitude is different. Your activities, everything about life changes because you can't be normal once you receive God into your life. It's not possible. Hear what he said about Jesus. Don't mind him. He is beside himself. What does that mean? He's a mad fellow. Hmm? And then Paul was explaining the mystery of Christ to people. And what did they say? He said, look Paul, much learning have made thee mad. All men who contact God to the natural man, they are mad people. Are you following what I'm talking about? I want you to understand. You because be wondering, how do you look? God is not far from you. He's right in your mind as I'm talking to you now. If you so believe, if you so understand, you don't need to seek him from the blues. No, 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 no. You don't need to seek him from the heavens. Somewhere where he's hanging. He's not far away. I'll make you see that. Hallelujah. Look at Romans 10 verse number 6. Romans 10 verse number 6. Some of you think what? You see, you see what happened to Adam? The Bible tells us that Adam was hiding behind the trees in the cool of the evening when God showed up. Remember that? Amen? What are trees in the Bible? Can anybody tell me? Trees are people. Because the Bible refers to us that the trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord. That is his own garden. Are you still there? But Adam was actually meant to take charge of the trees of the garden. But when he left the position that where he's supposed to be as the one to rule and have dominion and to trim the garden, to dress the garden, you know what? To take care of the flock of God, if you will. The Bible says he was hiding behind the trees. What that means, he was not finding a covering amongst people. And some of you do the same thing. Now what I'm trying to point out to you is this. The church is not a place to cover up as to you being in God. Did you get that? You are supposed to be one with God anywhere you are. Don't use church as one hiding behind the trees. So only when you come to church, that's where you have God. No, 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 no. That is not what we are called for. That is the same spirit of Adam. And he began to sow fig leaves, which is religion. Mm -hmm. You remember that? In the book of Matthew. Why do you think that Jesus caused the fig tree? The fig tree was not just a tree. that was The fig tree was the house of Judah. The house of Israel. Jeremiah said that. 
And when he said, no fruit shall be found on thee, what he was saying, religion, which is Judaism, will never survive again in life. It caused a fig tree. No fruit on thee anymore. It was the fig leaves that Adam was using. What was Adam doing? He was using religion to cover his foolishness. And so many of us come to church, we do the same thing. We don't know that we ought to live with God wherever we are. Don't hide behind any tree. Are you still there with me? Come out and be in the presence of the Lord. And then see God manifest his glory through you. The more you behold him, the more you become like him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is what we are called to behold. That is why we are invited. When God saved you, he saved you to become who you are supposed to be in him. And not to hide behind any tree. You see all these people flocking into big churches. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the truth of it is they are all hiding behind trees. So many have no personal encounter with God. Are you see that? Anybody what God, what God was sharing with us on Wednesday here? It's not the issue of speaking in tongues and praying. And you think you pray in the Holy Ghost means you speak in tongues. That is not speaking in tongues. Praying in the Holy Ghost is uniting, is building the body of Christ. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? So the Bible says, now look at this. Let's get down to Romans chapter 10 verse number 6. And then you see what I mean by that. God is not far from you. Hallelujah. What is he saying? But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart. Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Are you still there? And look at verse number 7. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. In other words, he is not coming down and he's not coming up. It's finished. He came down once. He came up once. Come on, am I talking to someone here? <laughs> or who shall descend into the deep? In other words, you don't find him down there. You don't bring him from up. He don't bring it from below. So it's all around. <laughs> Are you sitting there with me? Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. You know what? This man is already alive. Let your mind not think of one day. It's not a one day issue. It's today. If you hear your voice, harden not your heart. It's today. It's today. <laughs> hear what he also tells you. He said, today. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Place of joy, excitement, gladness. Not one specific city. What he's saying is you've come into the day of the Lord. Which is the day of rejoicing, the day of gladness. Am I talking to someone here? Today you have entered into my day. Because there's a day of Christ. So he was simply saying, you are entering into my day. And in my day there is rejoicing, there is gladness, there is excitement. Don't think God is up in heaven. Hallelujah. Don't think he's down below. He's right around. Look at verse number 8. But what said it? The word of faith. The word is nigh thee. Even where? In the mouth. And where? In the heart. That is the word, the rhema of faith. Which word? Which we preach. And that's what I'm telling you this morning. The word is in the mouth. What is that supposed to mean? He's saying... God come down. You know, sometimes when we pray this prayer, it's funny. Let's, let's bring God down. Let's bring down his glory. Oh, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's our thinking. But assuming we just simply say, let's wake him up. 
Because maybe he's sleeping like he was sleeping on the boat. He was with them, but he was sleeping. Our activities make him sleep. Oh, come on, hear this. To them that believe, out of their belly shall do a flow. That means the man is there. What are you supposed to do? Tap him up and wake him up. And life flows. That is why you see when you come to save, you talk about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes things begin to happen within your system. You are not just feeling. We don't need to wake up to feel. We must wake up to know God is alive. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, some tremendous experiences and share it with my wife. See what God is showing me. See what God is showing me. Tremendous things in the spirit. And this morning, at about that kind of five o'clock or there, about no three, he woke me up and he gave me a word. And 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 David was speaking in the book of Psalm and said, Now I know that God delivers his anointed. And I said, God, thank you. Hallelujah. Is it because we don't understand people of God? But the truth is, this man called God, if I may use the word, is very much around us. It's not far. We keep him far away from where? From our thoughts. And because he's far away, he can't walk. That's why he's not walking. Hallelujah. The word heart there also is cardia, which means the thought of feelings. Hallelujah. The thought of feelings. Cardia. That's what it means. The thought of feelings in your mind. It's a, the word of faith which you speak, the word is nice even in thy mind and where and in thy heart. Amen? The heart. That is the thought of feelings which has to do what? With the mind. The word is in your mind. The thoughts of God is in your mind. The feelings of God should be within your mind. Anytime, anywhere, wherever you find yourself. Can I add amen to that? I go to Colossians. Go to Colossians. Colossians 2. I'm going to read from 9 to verse 11. I wish I can make you see this. So that you can come to the place of association. And eternalization of that which God have done already. Knowing that it's not far. But wherever you find yourself, the Lord is there. Hallelujah. Is there. Don't bring him up from the grave again. Don't bring him down from the heavens. Glory to God. Are we there in Colossians chapter 2? Let's look at verse 9. Hallelujah. For in him, in who? In God, in Christ, dwelleth what? All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What is he saying? Verse number 10. I like this. And you are what? <laughs> Glory to God. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. You are complete. Oh, I would like us to, okay, look at verse 11 before we go on. In whom also he has circumcised with the circumcision made with the hands. He put in of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Amen. But I'm interested in the word complete. Don't forget. He is the head. You know the word? He is supreme. He has a preeminence. The head of all principalities and powers. Okay. Let me, let me explain to you. Jonathan is the president of Nigeria. He is the head of this country. Am I right? <laughs> You are complete in him means 
you are sharing the same position with him as the president of this country. Meaning all other authorities, governors, are you following what I'm talking about now? Governors, just name them. Right from governors down to legislator, house of sin, whatever. All are under, as it were, because the first citizen of this country, am I right? Is the head of all principalities, which means all other powers submit to him. He must append a signature before any order can function. I wish I can push you a little bit deep. Can I say something? Even Christ is the head of all principalities which have to do with even anything you call devil or witches or wizard. He rules over them. And if you are in him, you are not only complete, you also rule over them. Can I add amen to that? Is the head of all principalities and powers. And you are complete in him. The word complete, come on, put it on the board for them. The word complete means to be made replete. To cram in it, level up a hollow or to furnish. When you say level up, in other words, if there was a pit, you fill it and fill it and get to the top. In other words, you are full of God. Oh, come on here. You are full of God. Am I talking to somebody? You are level up with God. God, the spirit and the spirit of God are level up your life. Therefore now you can rule and reign with him. When he say with him, it's not as if he's sitting somewhere. You're going to be, to be, to rule with means to be in union with. Because the Greek word for with is metha, M-A-T-A. It means to be in union with someone. So when he say you rule with him, it's like saying you are sitting in Asso Rock with Jonathan Ebele, the president of the country. Are you sitting there with me? Okay, if you want to put it in a simple way, you are in his cabinet. Are you still there with me? You all make the decisions. Now, tell me, why, why is those witches getting up from below and ruling over those who are complete in him? It's because our mind, we are what? Alienated from God. We are far away. That's why the devils have dominion. We are far away from God in our thoughts and our thinking. We don't have him as close as he ought to be. Glory to God. But I come to explain to you this morning by the special grace of God that you are full of Christ. You shall not be. You are full. You are complete. The word he say, you shall be. He said, you are complete in him. You are full. I am full of him. Listen, you don't need to be thinking about how you look at yourself. Just understand and believe what God says. You are full of Christ. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Praise the living God. Okay. I, I would like to go very quickly. I'm supposed to read Colossians. Okay. Let's go to Colossians 2. Let me show you something. Colossians 2 verse number 6 and 7. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Very interesting scripture as well. You are full of him. You shall not be full. You are full of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Moses came with the law, but he came with grace and truth. And we have received of this grace. We have received it. The fullness of this grace we have received. Hallelujah. Colossians 2. Are you there with me? I'm reading verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourself in union and conformity to him. Verse number seven. Having the root of your being, family, and deeply planted in him, 
fixed and founded in him. I'm dealing with the Amplified. Being continually built up in him. Becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith. Just as you were taught and abiding and overflowing in it with what? With thanksgiving. So see to it that no one. Help me tell you about no one. See to it that no one carries you off as spoils. Spoils are the things of war. Some people are doing warfare using you as things they gather from warfare. <laughs> Nobody spoils you as what? Are you still there with me? Verse number 8. See to it that no one carries you off as spoil or make you yourself captive by his so-called philosophy and intellectualism and vain deceit, idle fancies and plain nonsense. Following human tradition, men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual world. Just crude notions following the rudiment and elementary teachings of the universe and disregarding the teachings of Christ the Messiah. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Go to verse 9. For in him. Haha. <laughs> are you still there verse 9? For in him the whole universe. Or the fullness of deity. The God that continues to dwell in bodily form. Giving complete expression of what? The divine nature. And now. Look at the next thing. Are you. Let me tell your neighbor. He's talking to me. Hallelujah. I said, help me tell your neighbor. He's talking to me. Oh, yes. And you are in him made full and having come to fullness of life. Not tomorrow. You have come to fullness of life, you who? In Christ. You too are filled with what? The Godhead. What makes the Godhead? The Father, the Son, and what? And reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. That is why it is even a nonsense for you to worship angels. Are you see that? That's why it is called fancy nonsense, human tradition, philosophies. You are full of him, spirit, soul, and body. You are full of him, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You are complete. So when you walk the street, you carry the Father, you carry the Son, you carry the Holy Ghost. And there's an expression of each and every one of these. <laughs> now tell me something. How do you make people see when they are blind? Only God can make the blind see. That simply means an expression of the God flowing through you at that moment. Are you still there with me? How do you make people see when they are in trouble but through the spirit of discernment or word of wisdom or word of knowledge? That means the spirit out of the Godhead is flowing through you at that moment. Are you still there with me? How do you have compassion on people when they need help and you are able to make money available or one or two things available to them? Why do you think that happens? Because the son in you who is a compassionate priest is flowing through you. You are complete in him. Amen. So you can heal people. You can help people. You can speak to people's life. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Moses spoke to God and said, I can't talk to Pharaoh. You know, I'm a stammerer. And God said, who make the dumb and the blind? It's a question. And the answer, of course, is God did. So if God did make the blind, the dumb, who heals the blind and the dumb? God we do.
Can you get what I'm talking about? So when you heal the blind and you see God flows through you. When you have mercy on those who are suffering, the son is manifesting through his priesthood. When you make people to see what they are not supposed to see, the word of knowledge flowing through the Holy Spirit, you are complete in him. Over all principalities and powers. Friends, I keep on telling you here, there is no devil too big, too strong that is supposed to overpower you. You are complete in him. You rule and reign with him. You are sitting together with Christ. Understand where you are sitting. And rule from your position of sitting. Your position of authority. Where man is sitting. It's not just sitting down on a chair. When you sit in judgment. means you are taking authority. When the Bible says you are sitting together with him. That means you are in a place where you can divinely produce authority. You can manifest judgment. It's only a judge that sits on the throne. It's only a king that sits on the throne. Am I talking to someone here? So when you say you are sitting together with him, that means all of you are making decisions about the universe. Oh, come on now. You can decide the fate of people. When you sit with him, you execute judgment. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? That is why the enemy must be on our feet. And he said, we have not seen all things yet put on them. But we see but one thing. That all enemies must be placed under his feet. All enemies must be placed under his feet. All men must come under his feet. Where is the feet of Jesus? If he's the head, where are the body? Where is his feet? Is your feet? All enemies. I don't want you to. All enemies. All principalities. All powers. All dominion. They have one place in your life. They ought to be under your feet. I tell you, they must be under feet. They are bound to be under feet. We can only know this as we come to the awareness that God rules through us. And so situations are terrible. You are crying to one God up there. <laughs> and see, see what God will speak to Moses. Moses, how can we cross? And he wanted to. He just lied and was crying. What did God spoke to Moses? What did he tell Moses? Come on, get up. What is in your hand? He said, Rod. Come on, stretch the rod. You know, Rod, act. Don't cry. Come on, I've been telling you, but you need to be acting. And stop crying. Because crying will not produce the answer. If Moses had continued to cry, the rest will still be looking at them. Am I talking to someone here? See, when situations are tough, just sit down a little while and meditate. And God gives you ideas. And you just need to act. Now, it's not as if the idea is coming. The idea is locked over within you. But you are tapping into that area, that reservoir of that resources that is within your life. And something comes out and you apply it and you get your answer. Draw from the word that is within you. Out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. That means there's so much life within you. Am I talking to someone here? So much life within your being. You need to draw on a regular basis the kind of water you want to drink from this well. He's full. And he said, you are full of him. You are complete in him. One more scripture and then we'll pack up now. Go to Ephesians 1. Now this is why Paul will pray this prayer. I wish you can know. See men running head and scared. Doing all manner of things. Devil pursuing them. All manner of things killing people. <laughs> no peace. Nothing. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? He said, the eyes of your understanding, Ephesians 1 verse 18. Are you there with me? 
The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in whom? In the saint. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power the power with which he raised Christ from the grave. Are you still there with me? That's a power is resident within us right now. There's resurrection power in your life. Hallelujah. That is why he said, listen, listen. He said this power works for those who believe. Can you see from the word there? The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is hope and is calling and what the riches of his glory of the inheritance and the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe. The whole thing anchored on the world believe. For the resources to flow from your life, it has to do with what? Believe. So don't tell me what I'm telling you is not true. You can only doubt yourself, not the word. Hallelujah. There is a power flowing from within. There's a power that can be manifested because we believe. Glory to God. And this is the faith that God has called us into. The word of faith which we speak. We are not saying God come down. We are not saying God come from the grave. We are saying God you are alive and well forevermore. In every situation, God is alive. Don't be a stranger to the God you worship in your mind. Hallelujah. The problem is simply what? The mind. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a foreigner. Don't be a fugitive and a vagabond. God is not even pursuing you. God is saying come back home. And the only way you can return to God is where? In your mind. It's not far away from you. God is not far. Don't be alienated. Don't be a stranger in this world. Don't be a fugitive in this world. Don't be a vagabond in this world. Even the vagabonds have a mark upon their forehead that they cannot destroy them. How I many of you remember that? Even Cain who killed had a mark that no man around the globe can destroy him. He had a mark. Therefore, come back home. Don't be far away. Don't be too far in your mind and your thinking. God is not far away from you. This thing can keep you separated from all manner of things, all manner of dubious activities because you always know that this man is around you wherever you go. Hallelujah. When you want to pray for people, you stretch your hand, have the conviction God is going to flow through you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just know it. And I've always emphasized that to you here. Healing, all of these things, is not meant for certain individuals, it's meant for everybody. Because the word simply said, to them that believe, the sign shall do what? Shall follow them. To them that believe. Just understand that. That means you can do it. Help me tell you, nobody, you can do it. Yes, sir. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can do it. There is something in your life that you least don't understand. All is in your thought. I'm just an ordinary man. I'm just a mere man. I'm not, no, 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 no. Why do you think God, Jesus was called the son of God? Because it was the incarnation of the almighty father in a human body. That's why he was called what? The son of God. Even now, you are the son of man. Hallelujah. When he incarnate as a human being, he's the son of man. When he rose, get me right, he's the son of God. Because he's completely spirit. That is why he said, if you go to the book of Ezekiel, you're going to see, son of man prophesy. Son of man prophesy. What he's saying, the Holy Spirit was now resident in who? In Ezekiel. Therefore speak as the Holy Spirit commands. 
Every one of you have the same ability because the Holy Spirit have no gender. It's neither male nor female. It has no senior Holy Ghost and junior Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is what? And the Bible says you are complete in him. So when you walk the street, know that you are a complete man. You carry the deity. Therefore, think like God. Feel like God. Walk like God. Does God have feelings? Sure. If it doesn't have feelings, why does it say have compassion? Compassion is a product of feelings. Am I right? So feel as God feels. Think as God thinks. Walk as he walks. Well, I don't even know how he walks, but walk as he walks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I want you to understand this morning. We must come to the place. Let us, let, let me begin to cap up this. Let us by no means try to hide behind the trees in the garden. Let's be ourselves. Is that all right? Let's know that this man has come to take residence within us. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men.